the hindu religion hinduism in contact with christianity of two old faiths essays on the religions of the hindus and the mohammedans by murray mitchell and william muir this librivox recording is in the public domain read by scientilla do tempudi in dallas texas may 2018 the hindu religion hinduism in contact with christianity we have used the word reformer in this tract we formerly noted that in india there have arisen from time to time men who saw and sorrowed over the erroneous doctrines and degrading rites of the popular system in quite recent times they have had successors some account of their work may form a fitting conclusion to our discussion with the large influx into india of christian ideas it was to be expected that some impression would be made on hinduism we do not refer to conversion the full acceptance of the christian faith christianity has advanced and is advancing in india more rapidly than is generally supposed but far beyond the circle of those who come out and are separate its mighty power is telling on hinduism the great fundamental truths of the gospel when once uttered and understood can hardly be forgotten disliked and denied they may be but forgotten no thus they gradually win their way and multitudes who have no thought of becoming christians are ready to admit that they are beautiful and true for belief and practice are often widely separated in hindu minds but it was to be expected that the new ideas pouring into india and among these we include not only distinctively christian ideas but western thought generally would manifest their presence and activity in concrete forms in attempted reconstructions of religion the most remarkable example of such a reconstruction is exhibited in the brahmo somaj more correctly brahma samaj which may be rendered the church of god it is traceable to the efforts of a truly distinguished man ram mohan roy he was a person of studious habits intelligent acute and deeply in earnest on the subject of religion he studied not only hinduism in its various forms but buddhism mohammedanism and christianity he was naturally an eclectic gathering truth from all quarters where he thought he could find it a specially deep impression was made on his mind by christianity and in 1820 he published a book with the remarkable title the precepts of jesus the guide to peace and happiness very frequently he gave expression to the sentiment that the teachings of christ were the truest and deepest that he knew still he did not believe in christ's divinity in january 1830 a place of worship was opened by ram mohan roy and his friends it was intended for the worship of one god without idolatrous rites of any kind this was undoubtedly a very important event and great was the interest aroused in connection with it ram mohan roy however visited britain in 1831 
and died at bristol in eighteen thirty three and the cause for which he had so earnestly laboured in india languished for a time but in the year eighteen forty one debendra tagore a man of character and wealth joined the brahmo so much and gave a kind of constitution to it it was fully organized by eighteen forty four no definite declaration however had been made as to the authority of the vedas but after a lengthened period of inquiry and discussion a majority of the so much rejected the doctrine of their infallibility by eighteen fifty the rock of intuition now began to be spoken of man's reason was his sufficient guide still great respect was cherished for the ancient belief and customs of the land but in eighteen fifty eight a new champion appeared on the scene in the well-known keshav chunder singh ardent impetuous ambitions full of ideas derived from christian sources he could not brook the slow movements of the so much in the path of reform important changes both religious and social were pressed by him and the more conservative Debendranath somewhat reluctantly consented to their introduction matters were however brought to a crisis by the marriage of two persons of different caste in eighteen sixty four in february eighteen sixty five the progressive party formally severed the connection with the original so much and in august eighteen sixty nine they opened a new place of worship of their own since this time the original or adi so much has been little heard of and its movements if it has moved at all has been retrogressive the new somaj the brahmo somaj of india as it called itself under the guidance of mr sain became very active a missionary institute was set up and preachers were sent over a great part of india much was accomplished on behalf of women and in eighteen seventy two a marriage act for members of the so much was passed by the indian legislature which legalized union between people of different caste and fixed on fourteen as the lowest age for the marriage of females these were important reforms mr sain's influence was naturally and necessarily great but in opposing the venerable leader of the original so much he had set an example which others were quite willing to copy several of his followers began to demand more radical reforms than he was willing to grant the autocracy exercised by mr sain was strongly objected to and a constitution of the so much was demanded mr sain openly maintained that heaven from time to time raises up men endowed with special powers and commissioned to introduce new forms or dispensations of religion and his conduct fully proved that he regarded himself as far above his followers complaints became louder and although the eloquence and genius of keshab were able to keep the rebellious elements from exploding it was evident and as early as eighteen seventy three that a crisis was approaching this came in eighteen seventy eight when mr sain's daughter was married to the maharaja of kuch bihar 
the bride was not fourteen and the bridegroom was sixteen now mr sain had been earnest and successful in getting the brahmo marriage act passed which ruled that the lowest marriageable age for a woman was fourteen and for a man eighteen here was gross inconsistency what could explain it ambition explained great numbers the wish to exalt himself and his daughter by alliance with a prince but mr sain declared that he had consented to the marriage in consequence of an express intimation that such was the will of heaven mr sain denied miracles but believed in inspiration and of his own inspiration he seems to have entertained no doubt we thus obtain a glimpse into the peculiar working of his mind every full conviction every strong wish of his own he ascribed to divine suggestion this put him in a position of extreme peril it was clear that an enthusiastic imaginative self-reliant nature like his might thus be borne on to any extent of fanaticism a great revolt from mr sain's authority now took place and the southern samaj was organized in may eighteen seventy eight an appeal had been made to the members generally and no fewer than twenty-one provincial samajas with more than four hundred members male and female joined the new society this number amounted to about two-thirds of the whole body keshub and his friends denounced the rebels in very bitter language and yet in one point of view their secession was a relief men of abilities equal and education superior to his own had hitherto acted as a drag on his movements he has now delivered from their interference and could deal with the admiring and submissive remnant as he pleased ideas that had been working in his mind now attained rapid development within two years the flag of the new dispensation was raised and of the dispensation mr sain was the undoubted head very daring was the language mr sain used in a public lecture regarding this new creation he claimed equality for it with the jewish and christian dispensations and for himself singular authority and a divine commission in the creed of the new dispensation the name of christ does not occur the articles were as follows a one god one scripture one church b eternal progress of the soul c communion of prophets and saints d fatherhood and motherhood of god e brotherhood of man and sisterhood of woman f harmony of knowledge and holiness love and work yoga and asceticism in their highest development g loyalty to sovereign the omission of christ's name is the more remarkable because mr sain spoke much of him in his public lectures he had said in may eighteen seventy nine none but jesus none but jesus none but jesus ever deserved this precious diadem india and jesus shall have it but he clearly indicated that the christ he sought was an indian christ one who was a hindu in faith and who would help the hindus to realize their national idea of a yogi 
ascetic. Let it be noted that from the beginning of his career, Mr. Sain had spoken earnestly of the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, though these great conceptions are not of Hindu origin. It is difficult to see why in later days he insisted so much on the motherhood of God. Perhaps it was a repetition, he probably would have called it an exaltation of the old Hindu idea, prevalent especially among the worshippers of Shiva, that there is a female counterpart, a Shakti of every divinity. Or possibly it may have been to conciliate the worshippers of Durga and Kali, those great goddesses of Bengal. A public proclamation was soon issued, purporting to be from God himself as India's mother. The whole thing was very startling. Many, even of Keshub's friends, declared it blasphemous. Next, in the flag ceremony, the flag or banner of the new dispensation received a homage scarcely distinguishable from worship. Then, as if in strict imitation of the ancient adoration of agni or fire a pile of wood was lighted clarified butter poured on it and prayers addressed to it ending thus o oh, brilliant fire in thee we behold our resplendent lord this was at least symbolism run wild and everyone except those who were prepared to follow their leader to all lengths saw that in a land like india wedded to idolatry it was fearfully perilous in march eighteen eighty one mr sane and his friends introduced celebrations which to christian minds seemed a distressing caricature of the christian sacraments other institutions followed an apostolic darbar court of apostles for instance was established there was no end to Mr. Sain's inventiveness. In a public lecture delivered in January 1883 on Asia's message to Europe, he elaborately expounded the idea that all the great religions are of Asiatic origin and that all of them are true and that the one thing required to constitute the faith of the future, the religion of humanity, is the blending of all this varied oriental systems into one it was not easy to reconcile mr sain's public utterances with his private ones though far be it from us to tax him with insincerity thus in an interview extending over two hours which the writer and two missionary friends had with him a week or so before the lecture now referred to he said he accepted as true and vital all the leading doctrines of the christian faith with the exception of the resurrection of christ but another fundamental difference remained he avowedly dissented from the orthodox creed in rejecting the miraculous element in scripture at an interview i had with him some time before he earnestly disclaimed all intention to put christ on a level with buddha or muhammad i am educating my friends he said to understand and approve of christianity i have not yet said my last word about christ it is a solemn question has he said it when his career was ended 
if so it was far from a satisfactory word his policy of reserve and adaptation had probably kept him from uttering all that was in his heart but it was a sorely mistaken policy had he temporized less he would have accomplished more since the death of mr sain there has been a violent dispute between his family and the apostolic darbar on one side and one of his ablest followers on the other and the new dispensation will probably split in two if it does not perish altogether in the meantime the southern so much which broke off from keshub's party in 1878 has been going on with no small vigor vagaries either in doctrine or rites have been carefully shunned its partisans profess a pure theistic creed and labor diligently in the cause of social reform their position is nearly that of unitarian christianity and we fear they are not at present approximating to the full belief of the church catholic very similar in character to the brahmo somaj is the prarthana somaj in western india as far back as 1850 or a little earlier there was formed a society called the prarthana sabha prayer meeting its leading tenets were as follows one i believe in one god two i renounce idol worship three i will do my best to lead a moral life four if i commit any sin through the weakness of my moral nature i will repent of it and ask the pardon of god the society after some time began to languish but in 1867 it was revived under the name of prarthana somaj its chief branches are in bombay pune ahmedabad and surat an interesting movement called the arya samaj was commenced a few years ago by a pandit dayanand saraswati he received the vedas as fully inspired but maintained that they taught monotheism agni indra and all the rest being merely different names of god it was a desperate effort to save the reputation of the ancient books but as all sanskrit scholars saw at a glance the whole idea was a delusion the pandit is now dead and the arya samaj may not long survive him at the time we write we hear of an attempt to defend idolatry and caste made by men of considerable education the so-called theosophists have for several years been active in india of existing religions buddhism is their natural ally they are atheist a combination which they formed with the arya samaj speedily came to an end lastly the followers of mr bradlove are diligently in supplying their books to indian students poor india no wonder if her mind is bewildered as she listens to such a babel of voices the state of things in india now strikingly resembles that which existed in the roman empire at the rise of christianity when east and west were brought into the closest contact and a great conflict of systems of thought took place in consequence but even as one hostile form of gnostic belief rose after another 
and rose only to fall and as the greatest and best disciplined foe of early christianity the later platonism gave way before the steady irresistible march of gospel truth so we have every reason to hope it will be yet again the christian feels his heart swell in his breast as he thinks what in all human probability india will be a century or even half a century hence oh what a new life to that fairest of eastern lands when she casts herself in sorrow and supplication at the feet of the living god and then rises to proclaim to a listening world her deep repentance and her new-found joy may god hasten the advent of that happy day end of hinduism in contact with christianity